Hello and welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, and craft beer. My name is Asif Lakani. My co-host is... Nabil Lalani. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about Falcons versus Packers on Monday Night Football. We're going to talk about Bears versus Colts on Sunday Afternoon Football. We got Bears versus Bucks on Thursday Night Football. Thursday. And Dan Quinn is somehow going to be coaching another game for the Falcons this upcoming weekend as well. Uh, of course, we've got some beer to talk about and some other brewed beverages. Nabil, do you want to start there? Or do you want to start with the other thing? No, let's, uh, let's start with this. Uh, so I will say that right now we are – I have a very good synergy right now because I am drinking Synergy Kombucha. kombucha. And, um, you know, this is a – watermelon wonder so let's go ahead and try this real quick oh, uh, yeah. fyi you do not shake kombucha i learned that by reading but you have not learned the hard way my friend because mm-hmm. you are smart and we read the instructions wow this is really watermelony um so when you open it it's a really like strong fragrance like it aroma is kind of like out there but like tasting it wise like this is delicious um so i'm not drinking right now for many reasons but I'm not drinking um, we'll be back drinking next week, but so uh, had to drink a brewed beverage, kombucha, great option. It gives you the kind of like sas- satisfying of drinking without actually drinking. So it's alcohol free and it tastes great. And it's actually had a lot of probiotics. So it's kind of good for you too. I was about to say, yeah, there are many ways to get probiotics. Uh, as the bill and I were discussing before the show there started, are. There are. Um, but kombucha is a great way to do that. And the bill, quick question for you though. That is a watermelon beverage. Do you get, do you feel like you're drinking a Berliner Weiss or no? Um, I kind of like, there is like a sourness to it. So I would say, yeah, very similar that way. Um, but I feel like the aroma is completely different. Like, like when you smell it, it smells very different than like a Berliner Weiss or any type of beer. It like, looks very beer like though, which I like. Yeah, it, it, it looks, it looks like a sour. Like if, if you put this next to a sour, it looks very similar. It's a, this, I feel like is a little more, and I may not have swirled it enough, but it's a little more like thicker. And I don't think I did swirl it enough. And there is, look, it is more carbonated than what like normal sours look like to me. But outside of that, it, it's really good, delicious. And you love your carbonation, is that right? Uh, I love my carbonation in uh, club soda. Um, okay. if, but in terms of like beer, I like aptly carbonated. I don't need over or under carbonated, just aptly carbonated. Nice. So... You take another sip of that, and then you actually brought me the beer that I'm drinking. So I'm yeah. going to let you talk about it some a little bit. I'll say that uh, this is Burial. Mm-hmm. It is a double IPA from Burial Brewing down in Asheville because Nabil bought this for me because I asked him to bring me something back. This is a beautiful-looking beer. I just got to yeah. say right now, I'll give you my th- – I, I, I feel like I get a very OT, like oat, like body and – uh, texture and taste um, sort of development and there's actually a bunch of hops in here um, so you got Citra Galaxy Idaho 7 the whole and Barrio knows what they're doing they're killer but Nabil, you brought this beer for me why did you choose to bring this one back well uh, to be honest this was the best IPA that in cans and the other stuff was not IPAs and I figured I might as well get you an IPA um, they, I did have this on tap, but I also had another beer on tap and I don't remember which one I had that I brought. Um, do you get a mango flavor in this one? Uh, I get, I get like a, 
exotic fruit. Yeah, I mean, I definitely get like so. So maybe the mango one that I had, which was actually the one I I liked more. Um, It was, and this was actually about a month ago. So have a lot of beer since then. So my memory might be a little off, but you know, it was a very the one that I'm remembering was a very mango forward, very fruit forward. um, But it was delicious. Um, Yeah, what are you getting out of it, Asif? Yeah, so this. Like I said, I was right about the oats. Actually, there are very there are oats in here, um, and like you de- you get a different uh, a lot of different hop varieties, which I like. I mean, that's something that Barrio does very well, and it's easy drinking. It's not like like I could drink two of these. Actually, I have another one of these in my fridge, and I don't know. Maybe I'll drink another one. Um, Do it. You come back on camera, but. Oh my yeah, bad. this is a great Sorry. beer, and I'm super happy about it. I like the. Um, you could have done whatever you wanted to. I was just talking. Actually, let me show these <laughs> people this can. So this can is very like Halloween forward. It looks like there's like blood, ish. Well, we will post a picture of the can. I, mean, I think your background's kind of taking over the. But we'll post a couple of pictures of the can. We'll post the uh, kombucha I'm drinking as well. But yeah, um, the can can work is. Really, I love all burial can work. Uh, it's very. I don't want to say gothic, but very goth centric, like of like old, like. No, this, goth- I get a lot of American horror story vibes from this. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. That's uh, easy way to. That's easier way to say it. <laughs> and because you mentioned that you went to Asheville, you brought this back. You not go to Madison Square Garden, but you went to Asheville. I am not in Vegas, but I am not in Vegas. But the background is in Vegas, and the bill. Apparently, you were telling me that if Roger Goodell doesn't get it together, then there will be no NFL games in Vegas if COVID isn't controlled in the NFL. Is that right? All right. Look, this is what has to happen. Um, Like, okay, so as everyone knows, we're entering week five. Week four ended. Week four ended with Steelers and Tennessee being postponed with um, Kansas City and – Patriots being moved to Monday night for a Monday night doubleheader, which was great. But Monday evening football. Yeah, but it's not the ideal situation. What needs to happen, and it's too late for it to happen in week five because everything's already started. So week six, this needs to happen. Week six needs to be pushed back. There needs to be a bye week week six for everyone in the league. And this time, everyone just takes a week off, quarantine, you get tested, after that, it's a semi-bubble situation. If you're not, if you don't have COVID, you don't have COVID. If you have COVID, you're quarantined until you don't. In that time, we add one more bye week for every team. The additional bye week is for any additional COVID stuff that could that could come into place. Um, that's also when you're going to schedule the Tennessee Pittsburgh um, um, makeup game. With this, you you're not only going to extend the season by by what a week by two weeks. Uh, but you're also going to get, you know, additional, you know, primetime games where you're going to make more money. But you're not going to have – you'll have a better chance of the, of the season not ending, not stopping. Because at this point, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Tennessee just now stopped testing positive for COVID. And they have a game this week. I don't know if they're going to play this game. Like, they're going to have maybe a third of a roster to play this game. So, if you want, if you want the NFL season to come to an end – to actually like finish properly week six you push it back a week everyone's on by everyone's in quarantine everyone gets tested twice and you go from there so and the bill to add to your point i think i did see in some talk about this if this does go through 
it's possible that instead of two weeks before the Super Bowl, you might get one week. But hell, if we're getting the Super Bowl, I'll take it, even if it's worth yeah. one week before the game instead of two. Well, see, the other thing is, like, right now, like, who really cares? I mean, yeah, I, I get, you know, uh, commercial times, you know, commercials are being sold already. You can, you can move it. I mean, anything can be moved. You know what you will know be the worst-case situation? If you have to cancel it. If you have to cancel the Super Bowl, you're going to lose a lot more money than if you move it a week. Yeah, or yeah, or if you have one week instead of before the game instead of two, you're still yeah. going to make the money. You need to play the game, and hopefully we get a game. I'll tell you what. Here's a board prediction, not that board, but here's a prediction for you: the Falcons will not be in the Super Bowl this year because they are. The way Falcons are not going to go eight and eight and win the NFC South and go through the Super Bowl. Hey, that it's not, not over yet. Happen. I mean, any, look, if, if you can give up two double-digit leads in the fourth quarter in back-to-back weeks, never seen before in NFL history, then surely you can do the opposite, which is come back from 0-4, make the playoffs, win the Super Bowl, and extend Dan Quinn for I mean, the rest of his NFL coaching career. Anything listen, is possible I, at this point. I'm just saying. We can get into five in a second. I'm just saying. You guys are 0-4. The NFC South doesn't look that strong. You can still turn it around. Are you going to? I doubt it, but it can still be turned around. Hey, you but, know, if we were in the NFC East, do you, do you know what's going on <laughs> over there? Bro, the NFC East, the, the, the top record is 1-2-1. One, and one. Yes. <laughs> so the Falcons <laughs> could potentially win the NFC East still. NFC, the Falcons are a game and a half behind in the NFC East. <laughs> yes. And they're 0-4, by the way, in case you yeah. missed the newsflash. Dan Quinn has not led the Falcons to a single win yet this season. Maybe it's so not just, all his fault. I don't know. Do you want to talk about let's it? Let's just hop into it. Ready? I mean, all right. Yesterday was the game. Monday Night Football going against A.A. Ron Rodgers. Um, awesome. Go for it. So, okay. So, here's my thing. By the way, you can see us at Bears, Birds, and Brews on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. yada, yada, yada. Uh, I just posted something, a boomerang for you. So check that out. But what are my thoughts on the game? Honestly, I mean, the defense gave up three, four really bad touchdowns. I mean, like, honestly, there's nobody around any of the Packers receivers when they caught the first one was horrible. The first one was really bad. And the third one was really bad, too, to know. Not to know. I keep saying anything, but the uh, Tamar. Yeah. So they were both just like wide open, um, nobody around for yards. So despite two really terrible touchdowns and a, a, three touchdowns given up, four touchdowns given up to Aaron Rodgers, three to the same guy, the Falcons potentially, I think, still did a decent job on defense. If you look at, they held the Packers to 30 points, which is, I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. You're going to have to give him some points. There's no really shutting him out unless you're exceptional and you have a great day. And the Falcons got off the field. I mean, they got after the quarterback. They got off the field. If Calvin Ridley catches a touchdown in the end zone in the fourth quarter that was uh, dropped or stopped by a great defensive play, what have you, the Falcons are going down the field at the end of the game on the very last mm-hmm. possession with a chance to win and or tie. The, the defense put them in a position to do that. Um, so as bad as the defense has been this season, I feel like they probably had their best game of the year yesterday. And that's minus like four or five starters on defense still. 
Uh, yeah, down Keanu Neal, down Tack, and you lost. Um, was it Casey? Your Casey out for the season now. For the season with an Achilles. Uh, Kendall Sheffield left the game in concussion protocol, I believe so. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's just players were. Oh, Jalen Hawkins. Sorry, not Kendall Sheffield. But Kendall Sheffield finally came back. Jalen Hawkins, rookie, leaves the game for concussion protocol. You bumped the guy up from the practice squad to make a start that day. That's how bad the Falcons were. They had to bring a guy out from the practice squad the day of a Monday night football game um, to play defense. And despite that, the Falcons still, again, got off the field, got the ball. They didn't get any turnovers, but they forced Aaron Rodgers to settle for a couple field goals. They stopped him on fourth down. They uh, went back and forth, three and out, turnover on downs. We've seen Aaron Rodgers score 40 and 50 points on the Falcons. He didn't do that yesterday, but the offense didn't come through. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute, but Nabil, that's, that's my quick thoughts on that. <laughs> um, so we're, it's uh, Tuesday night right now. It is Tuesday, right? I believe it's Tuesday night right now. Um, Dan Quinn hasn't been fired yet. I mean, yeah, Dan Quinn hasn't been fired yet. Yep. Any thoughts he, on that? He's not going to get fired tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't think he's going to be fired anytime soon. I mean, I don't know if he has pictures of Arthur Blank doing some weird stuff somewhere or something, but, I mean, I, I feel like Dan Quinn is, is staying. Um, let's – you know, I was going to say a couple of things. You know, you know, I was going to talk about future head coach, but let's – actually, let's just move on to Falcons-Panthers. Pa- what What's happening over there? Like, what yeah, do you think? Real quick, Nabil, one quick question. Those drop – that drop that Calvin really had – what, what did you see on that play? Is that on Ridley? Is that on Ryan? Is that a great defensive play? I think it was a great defensive play. Um, I also I also saw one thing. So you're talking about the one the touchdown, right? Where it was in the, the end zone. touchdown drop in the yeah. fourth quarter. Yes. Um, and it was a fourth down play, if I recall, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I did see. The only thing I saw was um, on the right. I believe it was the tight end. He was wide open at the first down marker. Now, I know, like, you should go for the touchdown when it's there, but I feel like no, I feel like in most circumstances, I would have gone for that first down marker just to extend it because um, that touchdown, you're, you know, I think it was like fourth and eight maybe. It was fourth and long. It wasn't even short. Well, they could have gotten and, the first down. They definitely could Right. Have. They would have gotten the first down because the, the, the tight end was wide open. He was by himself. And in that case, you know, even though that touchdown would have happened, like, I mean, it's hindsight's twenty twenty, right, all, all the time. Um, if you would have gotten the touchdown, then, yeah, of course, it's an amazing play. But I feel like you got to go for the first down just because you got to make sure that, you know, one, one – the only way you're going to win is by having the ball. If it was third down and you did that, completely get it. And lift yeah, you got down. But it's fourth down, you got to go for the first down, not for the touchdown. So, okay, so that's fair. And um, so to keep it moving, Falcons versus Panthers this weekend, plain and simple, win. I mean, at this point, you're 0-4. You have a potential Hall of Fame quarterback. You're going to be without Julio Jones. Um, again, Most likely. I, I don't know what's going on with Julio Jones. I mean, to be honest, right now, that looks like a horrible contract. Well, yeah, that looks like a terrible contract. And I'll tell you what, maybe the only coach on the Falcons who's doing worse than Dan Quinn and Dirk Cutter and Raheem Morris right now is a strength and conditioning coach because the Falcons have had major injuries to major elements of their defensive squad, offensive too, but mainly on defense for three years now. 
The strength mm-hmm. and conditioning for the Atlanta Falcons is not where it needs to be. Um, you can't play fast and physical if you're injured all the time. So for this weekend, the Falcons need to win. How do you do that? Well, Teddy Bridgewater knows your team. He knows your brand. He knows your defense. And he's a, he's a mobile quarterback. I mean, you had a hard time. You had to keep Aaron Rodgers in the pocket for uh, Monday's game, which we talked about. It's going to be even harder to keep Teddy Bridgewater in the pocket because he is a weapon on his feet. Or at least just, I mean, he got a uh, first rushing touchdown. He got his I would say Aaron Rodgers is still more weapon after than Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe he's got some confidence now. And maybe he knows, like, okay, that's an element of his game he's willing to bring back. Even if, even if he's not doing that, Teddy Bridgewater is an excellent pocket passer. He played with Sean Payton. He played with Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. He's got Joe Burrow's old OC right now. I mean, the mm-hmm. Falcons don't have a day off. Like, their hardest games might have been ahead of them, but it's not like the Panthers are going to be any easier. And you have a rookie head coach on the other sideline. Dan Quinn cannot lose to a rookie head coach who already has more wins than him this season five weeks in. I, I'm personally just wondering who's going to cover Robbie Anderson because so far no one's been able to stop him. So, I mean, hopefully AJ Terrell comes back. I mean, he, he should be out of COVID protocol by now, but who knows? I, I, don't, I don't know how much information we have on how he's doing. So, Well, either way, Falcons got to win, and Bridgewater is going to be a problem. He has the potential to be a really great player in this league, but if mm-hmm. you have any sort of urgency, you cannot let that happen this weekend. So yeah. that's it for the Falcons. They're the new Raiders, apparently. Um, <laughs> Well, the Bears did not win this weekend. The Bills, spoiler alert, yeah. go for it. All right. So, um, one, Asif, thank you for the kiss of death. Um, when, when you picked the Bears to win, um, I, knew, I knew that was a loss. I knew that was a loss. So, thank you for the kiss of death. I mean, it, it was pure and simple. I mean, the offense didn't show up. I mean, look, defense kept, kept the Colts under 20 points, 19 points. Yeah, Philip Rivers got that one touchdown, but then it was four field goals. Uh, Mack had a dropped interception, which could have been a pick six, or the Bears would have at least been in field goal range. They would have been in the red zone. Um, like, there was maybe three good plays on the offense. There was one big pass to Darnell Mooney. There was a good pass to Allen Robinson, and then the Allen Robinson touchdown. In gar- it wasn't garbage time. At that. Like, it was garbage time, but, you know, at that point, after that touchdown, it was a one-possession game, so they were playing defense, but – I mean, there was three good plays. Matt Nagy's play calling wasn't good. You know what I'm sick and tired of? I do not want to see Cordell Patterson in the backfield anymore. Look, listen, Cordell Patterson is an experiment. It didn't work out. He's really, really fast, but he can't catch the ball. He can't run routes. He, he can't do anything. He can just run fast. So, I mean, yeah, probably hasn't got a special team touchdown in a while either. I can't imagine. Just, just, I mean, I don't want Cordell – listen, it was third and one coming out of the – I think coming off a timeout, third and third and one, and you run him for, for a loss of five yards. You have a running back in David Montgomery who walk, who falls forward every time. Just give him the ball. Let him be your running back. It's, it's very simple. Um, so, yeah, I'm done with Cordero Patterson as, as our um, running back. Also, you spend a second-round pick, your first pick in the draft on Cole Komet. Put him the fuck out there. Let him – let him fuck up. If he messes up, that's fine. I'd rather him be out there than someone else. Jimmy hey, Graham, let Komet cook, baby. Let Komet cook. Jimmy Graham is a great red zone option, but he can't run routes anymore. He can't, he can't run that seam route anymore. Let Cole Komet go out there and see what you got. Um, and let Nick Foles be Nick Foles. I mean, 
hey, he didn't play good last week. I'll, I'll agree with that. But I do feel like he's going to do better this week. I mean, we're going against the second ranked. Last week was the number one defense in DVOA. This week's the number two defense in DVOA. I mean, the, the schedule is just going to get harder. We went against a really easy schedule the first three games. Now the schedule gets harder. We're playing the Buccaneers. I mean, you're, you're going against the GOAT um, coming up this week. And I, I just kind of transitioned right in. I know I did. Let's just go with it. Um, going against the GOAT, I mean, Tom Brady, he's coming to Chicago. He, he, we have not beat Tom Brady in his career. And I think we, we have to win. I feel like this is a must-win game because after that, we got, we got Carolina. And Carolina looks better than, you know, we actually think they are. So if we go from 3-0 and to 3-3, and I don't know what's going to happen. And, and Nabil, correct me if I'm wrong, but they, has Carolina now won two games without its best player? I believe so. Yeah, so, look, that's a team that's hurting and is still doing yeah. well. That's dangerous. I feel I – I actually think they might be doing better without McCaffrey because they're not – they don't feel obligated to feed McCaffrey the ball and you can just let the offense run. I mean, that um, happens. You could argue the same thing with Julio Jones and the Falcons, yeah. potentially, yeah. Um, but, you know, going back, going against Tampa, I mean, you have um, O.J. Howard's out for the season – uh, fantasy alert, if you do need someone to pick up a fantasy, you're going to hear this too little too late because it's going to go up in the morning and where it was already done. But pick up Cameron Bray. That's who you need. That's a tight end option. That's going to – That's he might actually be the best tight end on Tampa Bay right now. Um, so, yeah, Did he fantasy alert. Did he touchdown on Sunday? He did. He did. Uh, you know, Naperville zone, Chicago zone, Cameron Bray. Uh, also, I think he went to Harvard maybe. I'm not sure. Um, back to what I was saying. Uh, yeah, Tampa Bay. I mean – uh, you know, Mike Evans, I think he's hurt. Godwin's hurt. They both may play, but they're both hurt. Um, so but the he, update on that is they neither of them practice today, but okay. that's because they're on the short week and they plan on playing them just game time go, essentially, for them. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, hey, you know what? Uh, the one thing that Tom Brady can't handle is pressure up the middle. And this year, I think Akeem Hicks has been the best, but pressure up the middle. So I'm not, you know, I think the defense will be able to slow down Tampa. I mean, it was a shootout last week against um, San Diego and Justin Herbert, who actually Justin Herbert looks freaking awesome. Um, I don't know how teams replace their quarterbacks with another good quarterback. I think the Bears need to find one good quarterback before they can find a replacement for their good quarterback. But I might have um, a trade for you. Oh, you got a trade for me. Oh, well, I mean, I, well, the Falcons keep it up at this rate. I don't think you can pass on the talent like Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. Even though I love Matt Ryan, as critical as I am, I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's a great player. He's great for the city. This is not a year where you can trade away the top two or three picks if you have the potential to draft the next generation of elite quarterback in one of I'm, those two guys, both of whom are essentially Georgia, Georgia products. Justin yeah. Fields definitely is from here. And I believe Trevor Lawrence is actually from Gainesville. I mean, it's like a, a, a match made in heaven. Um, so, anyway. So, so, just to tease an episode down the, down, down the road, we are going to hopefully have someone from Pro Football Focus who is a salary cap expert in, a couple, in maybe a couple of weeks, hopefully the Falcons by week, to talk about, you know, salary cap stuff. So, keep an eye out for that episode. Just wanted to tease that. Or maybe when the Falcons say bye to Dan Quinn week. <laughs> Uh, but just uh, just a couple more thoughts on the Bears. I mean, I do think this game against Tampa is winnable, especially, you know, because it is a short week. I feel like Tampa is an older team than the Bears are. 
Tom Brady professional, but he, he is, you know, on a short week coming to Chicago, not, not at home. Um, I do think the Bears have a good chance to win. Um, you'll find out what my actual thoughts are during predictions in a few minutes. But, you know, Bears have the weapons. I also feel like another week of practice for Nick Foles would be better for the offense to work together. I do need less Anthony Miller and more Darnell Mooney. And please, can we start Riley Reed Lee this week? See what I did there? Riley Reed? Lee. Oh, okay. Well, I heard Riley <laughs> Reed. I might start Riley, Riley Reed, Reed tonight Lee. before I go to bed. I don't know. Riley oh. Reed. Lee. It might happen. <laughs> so speaking of needing guys to come in and make moves and step up, uh, fantasy football, let's talk about it real fast. All right, it, you um, know, injuries are happening left, right, and center, unfortunately, more so now than we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Chubb is yeah. down. Um, and also Sonny Michelle actually hurt me a lot. Uh, and then Christian McCaffrey is still not back for a lot of guys. What do you do fantasy-wise if you're if, looking for anybody? If, if you need a running back, Damian Harris on New England. Now I know what you're saying. New England running backs are always questionable. You're right. But Damian Harris is the hot hand. I would go with him and kind of play that by ear. Um, also, Chris Edmonds on Arizona. He's getting a lot of catches. If you're in a PPR, half-point PPR. Chris that Edmonds could be or a, Chase Edmonds? Chase Edmonds. I'm sorry, Chase Edmonds on Arizona. Um I would – let's see. I'm trying to think about – actually, a good option, especially in a PPR, Jamal Williams on the Packers. I feel like they're going to blow out a lot of teams, and then they're going to pull Aaron Jones, and Jamal Williams will be the back who's going to get most of the carries. You know, speaking of, I actually lost my fantasy matchup by seven this week. Not that anybody cares about my fantasy team, but I lost by seven partially because a lot of these touches went to Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. I don't know if Aaron Jones got hurt, but it definitely seemed like he had a significantly less playing time in the second half than in the first half, especially after he started the game so strongly. So, yeah. So, keep an eye out there, too. Um, as far as a guy I'm looking to get, if you need a receiver, this Brett Ripon guy, um, you know, uh, there, well – no, who is the kid on Denver? Brett Ripon is a quarterback for Denver. Yeah, that's a quarterback. Yeah. You're thinking of Patrick. Something I think Tim Patrick. Is it Tim the wide Patrick, receiver, the one right? who has like 10, car- 10 catches for like 100 yards and a touchdown? I, on think it's when, I think it's – I don't know his first name. I think his last name is Patrick. Okay, yeah. So it's got to be him. But anyway, so the, the quarterback in Denver has a new favorite target, like definite favorite. Um, so if you can get him, if you need him, I would go that route. I um, also really like – I also, if you need a wide receiver, ben, Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuels should be available in most leagues. Debo Samuels just came back last week. Um, both of them, great options. Uh, so them Brandon up. Ayuk got that touchdown Sunday night football. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and, yo, Nick Mullins look good. No, no lie. I mean, Nick Mullins is definitely doing things. That, he's holding it down in San Francisco. Definitely. Sure. Um, and okay. actually um, – if you, if you have a quarterback who is on bye this week um, and you need a quarterback, sorry, Asif, pick up Teddy Bridgewater. Yo, yo, I'm not going to lie. All right, secret sauce alert. I actually am putting a waiver in for Teddy Bridgewater in our fantasy league um, because I Blocked. feel like he's going to have a great game, unfortunately. Blocked. But if, if he's going to have a great game against the Falcons, I would at least hope that it helps my fantasy yeah. team. I can live with it. 
Yeah, um, it's like when you bet against your own team. Either way, you win. Either your team last, wins or you win the bet. <laughs> like I started Aaron Jones every week, but I had Aaron Jones going last night, so I wouldn't have been upset if he got more touches than Jamal Williams. Anyway, we're beyond <laughs> that. Uh, we're coming up on 30 almost in a couple minutes in the bill. So we'll transition out of fantasy. We'll talk more at Bears, Birds, and Brews. But quick thoughts. Braves versus Marlins in the playoffs right now. Braves had a great comeback win yes. in the NLDS today. You know what? Let's take a selfie real quick. Hold up. All right, yeah, we're gonna do that selfie out here in Las Vegas from Los Angeles. Boom. Selfie, selfie, Boom. selfie. Um, yeah, selfie like, like the Braves because Travis Darnod is hitting home runs that are helping us win the game. Um, anyway, Braves look good in the NLDS. I don't know if you have any quick thoughts. I got a Cubs question for you, Nabil. I know it's a touchy subject, but I'm gonna try yeah. to take care of the Marlins for you so you don't have to feel bad about them beating y'all. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, so Braves thoughts. I mean, that was, I, I wasn't able to watch the game. I was at work, but I did, I was keeping up on my phone and I did see they came back. I mean, at, at one point I thought, I thought it was over when it was, I think it was four to one at one point, right? Uh, apparently it was. Yeah, I thought it was four yeah. to three, but apparently it was four to one. So. I think it was four to one at one point, And I thought, oh, there's no way the Braves are coming back. And next thing I Typical know, it was four Atlanta, to four. Right? And then seven to four, and then nine to four, and it was the same ending. I was like, "Wow, I did not see that coming." So, I mean, that was a great, great comeback win. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you just gotta keep it going. Yeah, as a Braves fan, as an Atlanta sports fan, the resident Atlanta sports fan on the show, I'll just say it feels different this year. Finally, you know, the Braves went down, and and like you thought, "Oh man, here we go again." But also, like, no, nah, it's still early. They could do it. Acuna leadoff home run got hit by a pitch that sparked the Braves three run home run, two run home run. Um, and we're in business. How do you feel about David Ross as a Cubs manager after year one? It is year one. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, listen, this year, I don't know. I'm, this year I'm throwing out the books. I'm not really counting anything that happens. I mean, I love David Ross as a manager. I'm more concerned that uh, Theo is leaving. This is Theo's last year. 2021 will be Theo's last year. After that, it goes to Jed Hoyer, who will be the new GM slash president, whatever the role is going to be. So, I really don't know what the future of the Cubs is. I mean, this offseason, we had our main core that was supposed to be the core that was going to win multiple World Series. They're all in one-year contracts. I mean, Chris Bryant has a one-year contract. Kyle Schwarber has a one-year contract. Javi Baez has a one-year contract. Wilson Contreras maybe have a two-year contract. I mean, they're all on their way out. I, I think next year the Cubs are going to look very different than the Cubs that we've seen of old. And – you know, the chapter – I mean, the book is just about closed. I mean, the the 2016 Cubs are this generation's 85 Bears. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to win the World Series next year. I think we can, we can, we can stamp it. I mean, hey, the you know, did a great job. The 2016 but, Cubs are the 85 Bears. Real quick, what does that mean? I'm not sure. So, when the 85 Bears won the Super Bowl, they were the youngest team to win a Super Bowl. Interesting. The youngest team. And arguably one of the greatest teams in NFL history, like top exactly. three, five. Yeah, crazy. Exactly. And everyone thought, hey, this is the youngest team to win a Super Bowl. This defense isn't going anywhere. They have the best running back in the league. They have a quarterback who's up and coming. They're just going to win more Super Bowls. And all they won was one. Fast forward to the 2016 Cubs. That was one of the youngest teams to win a, Super, uh, a World Series. Mm -hmm. I mean – Chris, I, mean, I think Anthony Rizzo was like 26. Chris Bryant was 24. Um, Addison Russell was 22. Uh, who's not on the team anymore? 
And all they won was one World Series. Yes, they went to three NLCSs. Uh, they went to the playoffs six yeah, times. Nice, Great. But, you know, they won one World Series. Bears won one Super Bowl. I mean, okay. you know. And, it, and maybe the – okay, okay. Uh, I don't want to hang up too much on that, but mm-hmm. – 2016 Cubs, one of the greatest teams in MLB history. I'm not sure, but I see the comparison that you're making. So, and I like it. So I, I'm just we can wrap up. We can wrap up this portion after this. Uh, the 2016 Cubs statistically are one of the best defensive teams in MLB history. Uh, you can look that up. I mean, they won over 100 games. They had a historic pitching staff. I mean, I'm not going to say they're the 27 Yankees, but are they one of the top teams in you know baseball history? I think so. I mean. Maybe top yeah. top thirty, top thirty, maybe sure. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, actually, that that could be something we talk about on, on a later episode. Ranking the greatest championship teams eventually. Quick thought: Anthony Davis is actually twenty-seven years old. That blows my mind. I like <laughs> I I that blows my mind that he's twenty-seven years old. Um, the Lakers play tonight. The game is about to start right now. I was right about three out of five predictions over the weekend. I got the Cubs in two. I got the Marlins in two right. Braves in two right. Packers right. I missed on the Bears, and I missed on Lakers in four. Hopefully, they get the job done in five. Um, go to our Instagram, at Bears, Birds, and Bruises. Rock did an amazing promo in which he spoke to the Lakers a few years ago that the Heat actually used for themselves. I sent us a DM on Instagram. that You should check it out. It's pretty amazing. Um, Anyway, I don't expect Jimmy Butler to go off again like he did. Even if he does, I don't think that the Heat are going to do much beyond one win. Um, I don't know if you have any quick thoughts on that. Otherwise, we can get to predictions. Predictions. Yeah, all right. So, we got the Bears versus Bucks. Thursday night football. Bears are at home. Tampa Bay minus four and a half. Who you got? I, I have Tampa – 27 to 24. Okay. Do you think the Bears win if they get two turnovers on the Bucks? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. I agree with that. So I got I got the Bucks winning this one as well. And I'm gonna take Tampa 31-21. Um, and then you got the Panthers at the Falcons. There might be fans in the stadium for Atlanta. I don't know. Maybe we'll be there. Um Atlanta is minus two and a half. Who you got in the bill? I have um, Carolina winning 24-17 and Robbie Anderson with two touchdowns. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm Man, it's like I don't even know if I can pick the Falcons or not. Maybe I'll give them the kiss of death this week. So I'm going to go with the Panthers, right? And I'm going to take the Panthers um, – 27-24, hopefully. Or I'm going to take the Panthers 27-21, actually. But um, anyway, so that's that. And then you got Miami versus Clemson. I'm surprised that the line is as big as this on this as it is. It's minus 14 Clemson, mm-hmm. but it's a top 10 matchup. I feel like it's a trap game. Might be one of the hardest games Clemson plays all season, if not in the last three years. Uh, I'll just start with this one. I think Clemson will win. Sure, I think Clemson will win like 31-24. Uh, so, like I said, I think Clemson win, but I don't think that they're going to cover the minus 14. That's absurd. I got Clemson 45-21. Okay. So, you think it's going to be a blowout. We'll see. 
Not a lot of exciting NFL games this weekend. That's why I went with a college game, but a top 10 college matchup. You got to give it some credit. Got to give it some love. Uh, Nabil, take us home. Any last thoughts? All right. Uh, well, hey, thank you for listening. Um, check us out on Bears, Birds, and Brews. If you're not drinking and looking for something good to drink, check out Synergy Kombucha. This is, you know, kombucha works on any diet as well. If you're dieting and want something cool. Uh, if not, if you, if you are drinking, check out Burial. Put that can up. There you go. If you can't really see it, we'll take a picture of it. Um, you know, watch the games this week. Let us know what you're thinking about the games. Hey, also, let us know who you want the Falcons' new potential head coach to be. I like Eric Biamini. I also like Jim Harbaugh. I don't think Asa likes Jim Harbaugh, but I think you should like him. I don't know. Who y'all like? Let us know at Bears, Birds, and Brews. We'll talk to y'all later. Thank you for listening. See ya. Peace.